0: And the ones that were doing okay before now are doing brilliantly. Visit CTC Math today and start your free trial. That's ctcmath.com.
1: From the Ultimate
2: Homeschool Radio Network, welcome to Homeschooling in Real Life, the podcast, with your hosts, Andy and Kendra Fletcher. As veteran homeschooling parents, Fletch and Kendra discuss topics that tend to divide and distract Christian homeschoolers from each other and the gospel. The Homeschooling IRL podcast promises to be honest, transparent, and witty as they uncover what it means to homeschool in real life.
1: Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. We want to welcome you to the next edition of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast, or as we like to call it.
2: Homeschooling IRL. Hey,
1: where well, our voices may sound a lot different today, and why is that, Kendra?
2: Well, it's partly because I have a cold so I sound really low.
1: <laughs> but it's also because we are recording live from our car in sunny
2: Napa, California. Which is pretty much not, uh, a, there's not an ugly thing to be seen in this area of California.
1: No, we've just been cruising through winery after winery and, and beautiful images and it's great. But hey, we have an exciting show uh, for our listeners today, don't we?
2: We do. This is actually one of the episodes I've been most excited to, uh, to put out there for our listeners because having exchange students in our home and while we've homeschooled has been really one of the, the best choices we've made.
1: Yeah, and I likewise, I, I'm so excited about this episode. I think my favorite part about this episode is that we thought about it long before the podcast really kind of took off. So we have some live recordings from Paris, France, uh, where we, we uh, interviewed one of our own exchange students on her home turf.
2: Yeah, that was super fun. And I, I think actually we did that before we did the first episode. We knew we wanted to uh, interview Marion and do a... Uh, podcast episode about having exchange students in your home. So we're
1: literally in a cafe
2: in Paris with the bustling street noises going past and um, it's just a super fun interview.
1: Um, plus we're going to be back in the studio here in just a few minutes. You're going to hear our voices come back on. Uh, we're at our normal studio just talking about the topic of exchange students uh, and a little bit of how they can fit into your home school. So uh Stay right where you are, keep your earbuds in, and, uh, or wherever it is you listen to this podcast. Hey, Kenj, where do you listen to the podcast?
2: Uh, typically in the kitchen while I'm preparing somebody's food, which is like 14 times a day.
1: I listen to it in the car, which is weird because I'm podcasting this from the car, and then later I'll be listening to it from the same car. Ooh, that's creepy. Hey, keep listening, we'll be right back. All right, so we are back in the studio after getting out of the car. It's a nice, cold end of the holiday week here. I'm having a nice hot cup of coffee, and across from me in the studio is the lovely Kendra, and what are you enjoying?
2: Tea, hot tea.
1: Hot tea. Although,
2: really, it's laughable, Fletch, because um, what was the high today?
1: I don't know. We got ready to go to church, and we just said, kids, you don't need to put on even a windbreaker because it our was like... Our kids don't own
2: windbreakers. Whatever. It was
1: like 68 <laughs> degrees. I know. I mean, this is ridiculous I know. weather. So our
2: our friends in North Dakota and Minnesota, we apologize for saying it's cold.
1: However, our friends in New Zealand, <laughs> I just want to let you know, with each day, you are losing your summer and getting closer to your winter. Oh. Uh, hey, uh, we are talking about homeschooling with exchange students. And a favorite uh, topic, because this had... A great interview, and like we just said, we are very excited about this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, let's maybe talk a little bit about how we got involved with homeschooling with exchange students. Okay, um, you know we had uh, we had two in our home, yes, and the one we're going to interview on the show today. Uh, but how did they get into our house?
2: Well, that's kind of funny because you know we hadn't really considered this idea. At all. And um, I received a phone call one afternoon or one morning from an old friend who you knew... Well, he was a neighbor of ours, and you knew him from Rotary. And he was involved in a a program called the Sister Cities Program that is... Yeah,
1: so let's just pause just for a second. Um, We were not part of a Christian homeschool. Mm -mm. It wasn't this sterilized uh, exchange program.
2: Not at all. We
1: were taking part in a city program.
2: Right, exactly. And and
1: that was going to provide... Uh, students from one of several sister cities, uh-huh. and we happened to get two from Laval, France.
2: Correct. Yeah. Yes, we did. And so when John called and asked, he was really asking us to fill in quickly in an emergency situation, she would be arriving- like that day? That night. Yeah. Yeah, that night she was arriving in our home like around 8 p.m. And what's so funny about that is that, you know, I have these five little kids at the time. They had to have been like two, four, six, eight, and 10 years old. And I was pregnant, and I was at the very end of four months of morning sickness. And normally I would have said, no way could I have somebody else in my home. But, you know, I was feeling better, and I just remember at the time thinking, we have to do this. Sure. I didn't even really put a whole lot of thought into it other than that I just knew this was the Holy Spirit nudging me. Yeah, so, fast.
1: I mean, we didn't go into homeschool or having an exchange student out of a love for an exchange program, no, we went in as a response, really as a um, a response to, could you be hospitable?
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think and that so was really, it, it was our just heart was a,
1: hospitality towards. Absolutely, I mean, to literally a foreigner,
2: right? You know, right, right there. Yeah, and I remember you and I having this discussion that we really could not take our kids. Out into the world. At that point, there were five of them. We didn't have the financial means. You could not take the time off of work for us to put them all on a plane and for us to go somewhere. And so, this was really an opportunity to bring somebody into our home um, and have that cross cultural experience, but also just love them like Jesus and, and point them to, to God.
1: Sure. So, you know what we're you're starting to go down here though, is the benefits mm-hmm. that we saw or the reasons why we decided to do this. So l- why don't we do this? Why don't we uh, talk a little bit about those? And then we'll go to that interview uh, that we we did live uh, in Paris. Okay. And then maybe at the end, we'll talk a little bit about um, uh, maybe some of the challenges people might face. I mean, there are very few, but I think for homeschoolers, you create challenges, uh, and I'm not talking you, every listener out there. I'm talking you, Kendra and Andy. We did uh, ten years ago because right. we were such rigid um, homeschoolers. With oh, yeah. and, and all, you know, we were sheltering. That's the polite way of saying we were, you know, scared and <laughs> right. and operating out of fear. Exactly, um, and we were in a real rigid church environment. But we'll talk a little bit about. Um, some of those challenges and how maybe we just need to show some grace mm-hmm. all right so let's start with uh some of the benefits
3: hello young lover whoever you are i am pepe Le Pew. you are a girl i am a boy we have all that in common darling may i call you darling
1: All right. So, some of the benefits of having exchange students. The first one that I can think of, most obviously, is just exposure to culture.
2: Right. Yeah. The the obvious one, really, is the language, because here she had this beautiful French accent, you know, and she her English was was fine enough for us to communicate, but she wasn't up to speed. Uh, and so, you know, there were some funny little things. We, I remember driving her to work one day. She was doing a work study program, so she had a little part time job. And I was driving her to work, and um, we live in this farming community surrounded by cows and horses and whatnot. And I said to her, um, "Hey, Marion, what what is your town like? Is it is it similar to this?" And she said, "Oh, it's very similar. Um, we have a lot of cows." And I thought, "What cows? What's a <laughs> what's a co? And I, I looked at her and I said co? Yes, yes, you know co's, co's. And she finally started pointing to something, and I look out my window, and it was cows. Yeah. So we, we, you know, we had a good laugh about that, and, um... Uh, it didn't take very long for these for either girl to feel comfortable enough to laugh at themselves and and have us just correct words and yeah. you know we just had a lot of fun and and the kids just thought that was fabulous they yeah and asked, in a
1: homeschool environment they wanted to learn French words they
2: did and actually our second exchange student um, Elise lived with us a little bit longer and she did a little French class for us I gathered a bunch of families that were interested in doing a class you know for several days in our home and she taught the kids some some rudimentary French yeah. That so was- that wasn't was just funny. Frere
1: Jaco, was it?
2: No. Yes, okay. No. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so, you know, culture is part of it. I mean, I, one of my favorite stories um, from our exchange student is how I met uh, Marianne. And I'm going to share that. Actually, I share it during the interview that we did with her. It's a very funny story. It is. Um, but, you know, there's that opportunity to expose your kids to a different culture. Yes. In your home, around your table, you know, just living life right uh, as we like to say, life on life um and and they had the opportunity i mean these young women had the opportunity to see um how we parented yeah and and how we schooled and how we did meals and how we did uh church and shopping and all these different things. It was just a great cultural experience,
2: mhm and conversely, there were a lot of conversations about what that looked like for her,
1: right, mhm, yeah. So not only culture, but maybe the second thing we saw was the building of relationships. Uh-huh. I mean, these we had, again, two exchange students, and this was 10 years ago. Right. Uh, Marion stayed with us. And then what? She came back a year later with her whole family.
2: Right. She did.
1: You know, they were traveling through California in an uh-huh. RV, and it was her parents and friends or aunts and uncles, I forget. Um,
2: yeah, close friends. I think a cousin was with them as well. It was quite a large group, and they wanted to come hang out. Uh, and what was what it was sort of memorable about that for me is that you know homeschooling is rather unheard of in France. And at least 10 years ago, I don't know anybody that anybody was doing it. So to them, it was a curiosity. And I remember her mom and her mom's friend asking me all kinds of questions about homeschooling. They wanted to see the schoolroom. You know, they wanted to know how we did this or that. And it was just kind of a fun conversation. You know, I didn't feel like I was evangelizing them toward homeschooling. Yeah. And they weren't, they weren't,
1: you know, uh, inspecting you. They oh, just not wanted at all. like, they, literally, how does this work? Yeah,
2: how does this work? How yeah. do you do that? Um, you know, from a, Family like theirs that values education. Um, it was a great conversation. Lots of fun.
1: Yeah, and then you know at the time uh, we've mentioned before, this was uh, ten years ago. We were in a, a little different environment, a little more rigid. The church environment we were into. You, know, if you remember they the you know at the time the the church had a, had issues with uh, social media, right? Facebook and Twitter and oh, just yeah. living your life. And but you know what what did we see was that allowed us to stay in touch, right? I mean, we've seen her grow up. We, we have. We've seen her. Uh, start a career and, yep. and relationships. And likewise, she's seen our kids grow up. And then what happened? What, two years ago? She came back. Right. She you know, did. she had a week off, and yeah. uh, she decided to come spend, uh, I think it was during November before it was. Thanksgiving. It was. It she was. came and spent yeah, a week with and us. We
2: just hung out. I mean, and, and, you know, she we asked her, what would you like to do? We're going to be in, you know, in... You want to do California. L.A.? Do you want
1: to do San Francisco? Do you want to do... And, you know, her response was, I want to spend time with the family.
2: Right. <laughs> Yeah, which is just awesome. Yeah, so you know? the
1: gift of relationship was there. Yes. And uh, and then what? This yeah. year we were going to a wedding in Italy. Yep. And we decided because we're flying halfway around the world, we'll stop in Paris and visit her. Right. And that's exactly, you know, where this interview uh, that we have comes from is during that little, that little layover.
2: And it goes on because while we were there, we had dinner with her and her brother and her brother really would love to come out and see Napa Valley. And so they're planning that for next year. Mariel made a comment about us coming for her wedding and she's, she's not even dating anybody right now. So, (laughs) you know, that, that's in the future at some point, but it's because we have this relationship. And And we will, we'll make a point.
1: Yeah. and so what let's let's just backtrack. There was a friend who called us one afternoon and said, <laughs> right. "Could you, you know, show some hospitality and have this exchange student in your home?" Yeah. We said yes, and 10 years later, mm-hmm. we still think of, her. I yeah. I just sent a message to her on Facebook at Christmas and just said how much we missed her. Yes. Um, you know, so so there's the potential for relationship, long, lifelong relationships yes. uh, across the seas and now with social media. Um, you know, just like we're friends with a lot of our listeners through social media, um, you can become friends with these uh, exchange students. Mm-hmm. Is there any other benefits you can think of uh, right off the top of your head?
2: Well, um, I think the benefit of of having a shared experience with your kids, you know in in any way, not just not just having an exchange student, but it's just one more family building. Relationship, because you are showing your kids practically and in the flesh hospitality
1: right right, and then let's not you know miss one of the big ones, and that's that you know we are Christian homeschoolers mm-hmm. and you're always looking for opportunity to share the gospel, yeah you know you may not become a missionary right, but you can bring people from a different culture in, and um, you know, I would not say that hey, you're here day one, uh, this is Jesus. Um, right. but again, living life, they both exchange students saw what Christian homeschoolers were like about decisions we made.
2: Yeah. And we had those conversations with both of them, not because again, not because I was pressing anything onto them, but I, I can remember driving the car with Mariona, you know, f- during some other time. And she said to me, what's the difference between Protestants and Catholics? She had been raised in a traditional Catholic home. Um, and she knew that we did things differently. Our church was very different from her Catholic upbringing. Yeah, and
1: actually she shares during the interview what it was like being in a, um, uh, a home with people who, who held their belief in Jesus uh-huh. very close to them right. and practiced it. Right. Um, and I would say that's the difference. It wasn't so much belief different, Mm-mm. you know, no. it wasn't like she was coming from outside of the Christian faith, but, no. but, but living it. Right, uh, living it out loud.
2: Right, and living uh, it maybe a little differently than what you know what she's seen at home. She yeah, has um, I know our second exchange student Elise has a very devout um, mother who practices her faith, um, and just having those conversations where she would tell me about um, the, you know things that her mother had prayed for and how God had answered, and just great faith discussions.
1: Yeah, and so that um, I mean that was kind of a surprise during this interview with her
2: mm-hmm.
3: to
1: hear that that was part of the impact of living with us 10 years ago. I mean, yeah. that, that was crazy. So yeah. how about how about if we go to the interview now and uh, we just, uh, well, you know, everybody close your eyes. We're leaving the podcasting studio. We're flying to the streets of Paris. Uh, we are, let me just set up the, the situation. You remember that night, Kenj? We were um, eating dinner in a cafe mm-hmm. late because that's what you do. Right, we were, it was 9
2: o'clock. Was 9 or, or 10 o'clock by the yeah. time we
1: sat down to eat. Uh, we were on a busy street outside, mm-hmm. and it was a pleasant evening, and uh, we had a nice meal, and then we just asked if we could interview her. Um, the sound quality might change a little bit because we, we used our iPhone <laughs> to talk to her, but you'll hear the real sounds of Paris in the background, and uh, boy, I, I miss the flavors of the food we had um, that night. We probably
2: was... need to stop talking.
1: Okay. <laughs> hey, here we go. Uh, enjoy the interview. Okay, so uh, we're sitting here with one of our favorite people on earth, uh, Marion Bati. and Kendra, why don't you tell us about her? And for our listeners, that noise in the background, there are real French people around us, and those, that's real French street noises. This is not made up in the studio. Kendra, who's Marion
2: Marion is a, an exchange student who lived with us 10 years ago for a month in the summertime. And um, she was the first exchange student we had. And probably the one we've grown closest to and our children love to see every time she comes to visit us. So we returned the favor and visited her this time.
1: Yeah, so we, uh, she came come back twice after she lived with us. That's how much she loves us. Really, people, if I were going to tell you one thing about us, we're awesome. Um, so we decided we would interview Marion in her home, or not her hometown, sorry, she's from Laval, France, which is out in... Near
3: Brittany. Near
1: Brittany. Uh, it's about one hour... S- 40
3: w- by train from Paris.
1: Yeah, okay, so, oh, it's a while out of Paris. By bicycle, it's like two days. Um, <laughs> that's what she said. Um, and so she speaks English, so we thought we would interview her and ask her questions about her experience in our house. So one of the reasons we're doing this is, uh, why did we think it was important to have exchange students?
2: Well, we knew that at the time that Marion came to live with us, we had little children only. I think our oldest was nine at the time. And we just knew we weren't going to be able to travel internationally anytime soon.
1: How many kids did we have at the time in our house?
2: We had five. And that was enough to not travel internationally, especially since several of them were, like, under three. Oh, and I was pregnant at the time.
1: Yeah, and then let's not forget, we don't have kids with us right now. So it's still not a good time to travel internationally (laughs) with kids.
2: That's very true. Um, and so we were given the opportunity to host an exchange student that summer, and we grabbed the opportunity because we thought it was an op- it was just a chance to have somebody in our home from a different country. We could expose our children to um, another culture. And um, in the meantime, they just fell in love with her from the first day. So that was a really great byproduct.
1: Okay, so here's the star of the show. I'll ask her the questions, and then she will answer. We're going to make this easy, because she was kind of nervous about talking to me, thinking I would make fun of her. So, let's start with, uh, Marion, um, how old were you when
3: you came? I was 19.
1: And tell us a little bit about your family, maybe what your parents do, uh, how many brothers and sisters you have, and why they allowed you to come to America.
3: Okay, so my dad is a doctor. And I have two little brothers, Uh, one is currently 27 and the other is 20. I'm now 29. Holy moly!
1: (laughs) Yeah, or in French we say Sacre bleu. (laughs) I don't actually know if they say that ever, but I like saying it.
3: And um, I came, I went to the US because I wanted to learn English. I went for an internship in a store near Tolak, and my parents allowed me to go because since I'm like five, I traveled a lot with my parents. They knew each other since they were nineteen, and ever since they traveled everywhere in the world. So, it was important for our parents to travel too, you by yourself and with them.
1: Okay, so they sent you to California. They sent you to the United States and California. Somehow you ended up in our house. Uh, was it what you expected?
3: Not quite. Not
1: quite, because we were a big family yeah. with a lot of kids. Oh
3: yeah. <laughs> but, but it was nice.
1: What, uh, what would you say was the best part of the experience?
3: The family dinner.
1: Okay, so, because we have big family dinners around our table. Actually, we have a part of our show called the, uh, what? Advent, Advent oh, it's called, let's do it the right way. Adventures in (laughs) Mangoland. And so, uh, one of the things we do is sit around the table a lot. So, that was a a favorite part?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, Overall, was it a positive experience? Oh, Yeah,
3: I came back. (laughs)
1: I came back twice. Let's not say, now we're here. So it's apparently worked. Okay, so Marion, there's a lot of people listening to our show, and they think we're crazy for a lot of reasons. But what is one thing you could tell our listeners about inviting foreign people, foreign students, or just people from different cultures into their home? Is there anything they should be prepared for?
3: Not really... Um, it depends. My parents hosted exchange students since like f- four years now, and on the um, fourth ex- exchange student that they had, once one guy was like like crazy. Well. He never go out of his bedroom and don't didn't really want to share. Um, family time with us or um, vacation but I think it's a good thing to open your home to Asian students so they can see how you live and they can learn from for them when I went to you I, I'm a Catholic, I go to church you are pre- protestant and you go to the temple
1: yeah, we like to, we like to protest. No. True. We
3: we're,
1: yeah, I think Sorry. she said we're we like we're protesters, and we oh. like to protest. I think that's what she said. No. I'm just, okay, she's hitting me now. I've just been a I've just been hit in France by, by, by
2: Roman Catholic. <laughs> see, it
1: it's just like history books. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So continue. We 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 go to Protestant church.
3: Yeah. But um, I went with you and I learned something. I I during my travel travels with my parents, we went to India. Uh, so I saw Muslims, Hindus, but never a really real Protestant church. So. It was a very interesting and good experience and um, I love the dinner, family dinner with you because one time on Friday, I think, you read a chapter of the Bible and you asked your kids to answer some questions about the reading and um, Aiden one time told you why don't you ask Marion? She asked, you know, is older. And so, you asked me and I answered. And Abby was like, she's right, she's right.
1: Oh, so we, so we didn't embarrass you.
3: No, not at all. I loved it. So
1: what about families who say, uh, we can't do this. We don't have enough money. We don't have a bedroom. We, we just can't do this because we can't do enough for an exchange student. What, what about those people? What would you say to them? Should they worry about
3: that? No, not at all. Because as long as you open your home and you consider the kid, the exchange student, as part of your family, it will be, like, safe by you and it will be good, so... You don't need. It doesn't need a real room. You just need to have some space. For yeah, he, he will need some space for calling his parents on Skype or just keep in touch with the French family, but or other families.
1: Okay, so we. Uh, I have a funny story to send, to tell you, and that was uh, the day that we were invited to have Marion in our house. I just. I answered yes. So I'd never met her, never seen a picture, never... I didn't know if she was mean or ugly or stupid or any of those things that people are afraid of. All I knew is that she was from France. So I came home from work, and I come around the corner, and there is a young 19-year-old woman standing in my kitchen in a bikini, and she says, Bonjour. (laughs) So you, you, uh... Well, everybody's laughing now at the table. (laughs) But it was a fun story. So the point is you quickly welcome someone in now. And and we've joked all week, but um, there's aspects to this meeting someone strange where things change. And in a short amount of time, suddenly you become like family. So we've joked about, um, not joked, we've talked about her coming back and us coming to her wedding. And so these are the things that um, maybe I'll get Kendra back on just to talk about how do you take an exchange student and turn them into an extended family member?
2: Well, I don't know really how to answer that question other than from experience. And um, I think that experience is born out of being in a home growing up myself that was very hospitable. And I think just um, realizing that anything your family does naturally is going to be a new and wonderful experience to somebody from especially a young person from another country so if your family can afford macaroni and cheese out of a box and hot dogs for dinner that's new and interesting to somebody from another culture that's very american And you don't need to feel like you have to provide the best food or um, a house that's perfect.
1: So, so Marion, tell us the favorite thing you had in America on your last visit. It involved ice cream and soda. What was it called?
3: Root beer and ice cream.
1: Yeah, we call those root beer floats. And then she just found out on this trip that you can make them with Coca-Cola too. And we expect the Coca-Cola company to throw down some money for this podcast because we just mentioned you. And this is an international podcast. Anything else, Kendra?
2: Well, and I think that's really just it. Just realize that you are—you're um, just there to love somebody who's in your home, and that was our intent: was just to welcome these girls who've lived with us and and show them the love that's in our home um, because of Jesus and. And to just be who we were and not feel like we needed to provide anything different or special or spectacular. Um, and it was just a part of opening our home. And now she calls us her second parents, and we feel that way.
1: Okay, so we'd like to keep talking, but I'm looking down at plates of fresh French food, and I there's a glass of red wine here. Um, so for homeschooling in real life, this is Fletch.
2: And this is Kendra.
3: Oh. And this is Marion.
1: And we say,
3: au revoir. (laughs) Au revoir. Bye.
1: (laughs) That was a great interview. I loved doing that uh, in Paris that night.
2: Oh, I loved pretty much doing anything in Paris that night.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We we left there, and you remember what we did? We got on the metro Mm -hmm. at about eleven forty five right, right, and went straight to the Eiffel Tower
2: we did it was so typical, yeah, <laughs> but it was great got to uh, see the Eiffel Tower light up at midnight, yeah, and uh walked around It was beautiful
1: so personal French tour guide, it was great, and um so you know, we heard her share a few things in there, and uh, we heard us um, talk a little bit about having her in our home, and I think the the benefits were just so overwhelming, I don't even see any costs in our situation.
2: No, not Um, at all.
1: But there are some families that are probably listening who say, uh, I'd like to do this, but, Mm -hmm. um, and what would some of those big butts be?
2: (laughs) Well, I do think you need to understand that this is somebody coming from a family that probably isn't like yours and maybe, maybe is, but there could be some real, uh, hurdles. Now I know your, um, and her family have hosted some exchange students and they've had they've had some a little bit trickier situations um, sure. cultural differences that made it difficult for that young person to just feel at home
1: Yeah and you know in in our situation uh, we have just some basic basic things uh-huh. drinking age was lower yeah. or non-existent That's
2: right you know and that's an interesting point you bring up because yes the drinking age in in France is 18 And of obviously 21 here in California. And so, you know, that was a funny thing. She had been raised with alcohol in her home very casually. So there was always wine with dinner. And um, as a child, you would sit down next to your grandfather and he would say, have a sip. And it was just not a big deal. And I do remember having that conversation with her after we went to a restaurant one time. And she ordered a beer and, you know, didn't think about it forgot and then yeah. was carded. You know? And so, um I remember her saying I do
1: remember they didn't accept the fact that I was with her.
2: Apparently that's oh, no. not a they don't allow <laughs> that.
1: That's not allowed in restaurants. Like it hey is. there's a responsible adult and they just say no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
2: you're from France, too yeah. bad. You yeah. go back home and drink. But um she I remember having this conversation with her about American teenagers and their fascination with alcohol and how that just is not something she sees in France because alcohol is just part of life. It's just part of the meal. It's just, it's very casual. You turn 18 and you can order a beer at the local cafe That's it. It's not a big deal here. You know, there's this big thing about being 21. And then I don't know about you, Fletch, but I was in school and every high schooler I knew was sneaking alcohol and, you know, doing these parties and whatnot. And that just was not something that was part of her culture because alcohol is treated very differently there.
1: Yeah, and that's going to be just differences among our listeners as Mm -hmm. well. Right. There are going to be some homeschool families that that's a part of them and others that aren't. And Mm -hmm. uh, even in our two families, uh, the way we were raised was very differently. I was, you know, in an Italian home where it was the same thing. Right. It was, you know, wine and beer and after dinner drinks. Mm -hmm. That was just part of it. Um, So there's that. And then another one that just really isn't an issue for us, but it could be an issue for others, is the issue of smoking. Uh huh. Uh, You know, that (laughs) first night, um, (laughs) she was with us and. Our little guy at the time said, oh, "Dad, Mom, Marianne's out on the back porch cigaretteing."
2: Cigaretting, yeah, that's so his, right. Our kids didn't even have a, of, the proper
1: terminology for, for smoking. smoking at the time. Yeah, um, that was so funny. But you know, that was that was something that that we just allowed for right. for her. And, right. You know, I think we found a ashtray. Even <laughs> we tried to find a way to make her feel comfortable and. You know, we live on this piece of property out here in California with my folks, Uh-huh. and and they did as well. We just welcomed her in, right? Right. And We didn't make her change. There now, was
2: nothing immoral <coughs> about what she was doing. So, no, I mean, but I had can she, see she were, snuck a guy yeah. into her bedroom, and you know that would know, have been an issue. Was having yeah. sex, and the yeah that would yeah. be that would be something we would need to confront. But these were just benign. You know, yeah, not cultural even issues, differences, right? But exactly. they could be for
1: our listeners. They could be. Yeah, and, and we would just say, hey, you know what? Show some grace. The well, other the other issue um, I can remember specifically, not with Marilyn, but with our other exchange student, um, was there was an issue of modesty. And do you remember that situation at church? Oh, yeah. Where we, we brought her to church <laughs> and someone there had made a comment about what she was wearing. Mm-hmm. And I... Th- I remember I snapped.
2: Actually, that was not Marion. That was Elise. And I we said, had, yeah, it was,
1: it was a different... Yeah,
2: we had gone shopping. She wanted... This is so sweet. She said, I'd like to buy a dress to wear to church. Yeah. Because she saw that you know that's what a lot of the young women were wearing. And so I took her to Macy's and she bought herself a dress. And it was a darling little dress. It was knee length. I'm going to tell you this because it was knee length. Or, or maybe even be- below the knee a little bit. But it was strapless. Yeah. And um, that... Oh my goodness! Started a firestorm of one family in particular, who you know I'm just going to say their kids have totally walked away from anything having to do with the faith, <laughs> with faith or Christianity or whatever. And instead of graciously extending a hand to this young woman and loving her where she was, the you know it was condemnation.
1: Okay, so uh, you know maybe another thing that would concern uh, listeners is the fact that we had. Uh, older young women, yep, with younger teenage boys, mm-hmm. um, well,
2: even our younger girls, because uh, I know I remember Marion having a fashion magazine, or one of the girls, actually it may not have been her, but one of the girls had several fashion you know French fashion magazines and and, um, that was like a whole new world. I, I am not a fashion magazine reader. Yeah. So to have I like am, a, no, I'm not <laughs> really like GQ or yeah, what is it right, you're reading no, regularly? Fletch
1: tie dye weekly. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, you know, little things like that. Yeah. Are, um,
1: so I, yeah. again, it's just, I think the overarching, uh, thought is just to show grace yes. and, and just realize that, um, whether it's a a European cultural thing or, uh, orient, um, you know, Asian mm-hmm. cultural thing, right. Or, uh, we've, we've actually haven't had, um,
2: what if you have a Jewish kid come into your home and he sure. needs to eat kosher? Yeah. You know, what if you have, um, a Buddhist child who comes in and they bring their little, what are you going to do? If they yeah. bring that little statue in yeah. to light a candle for weekly yeah. or whatever. You, you know, how, I was thinking even,
1: that? um, you know, we, we have, uh, we haven't just had exchange students. I mean, we've, anytime there's been a guest that's needed a room, we've given, uh, the opportunity for, uh, we had a young pastoral student from South Africa that yes. lived with us Yeah, and everybody brings in their own culture. And you know what? I'm not asking them to change. No. You know, if no. someone wants to crack a bone and suck the marrow out of the bone right? and every kid at our table gasps, you know, freaks <laughs> out about that. You know what? We, we learn not to gasp and just say, right. Oh, well, so explain that to me, you know, should I be trying this, or right or whatever and then, We've had and even some now, funny
2: ones we have a a twenty three year old living with us right yeah, now there's... now, culturally there's not a lot of difference, although we kid her because she 's from texas but um she'd never seen a pomegranate before. And, yeah. and we, you know, we're all thinking, how can you've never seen a pomegranate before? California grows 100% of all pomegranates sold in the United States. Yeah, And, um, you know, to us, a pomegranate is, we wait for pomegranate season. Our kids know how to open them. We know how to, you know.
1: Yes. But I think when you were the exchange student, do you remember this year you went on the convention you went to a convention and you'd never had grits remember that someone took you out for grits or something so
2: i did i had to say now i've i've heard of grits but i actually looked at steph and i said uh what are grits (laughs) she just had this incredulous look like how how do you not know what grits are so yeah you're right exactly
1: and you know as we travel as and as our listeners travel through different cultures when you're on the receiving end you know what you want you want The same thing. You want grace and mercy and And people to say, hey, you know, and it's, I think part of this discussion is because American Christian homeschoolers think they have it all sewn up. Yeah. So let's, let's just say that's what it is. Yep. So, uh, that wraps up our main content, but you know, before we wrapped up this episode, we wanted to do something a little different and have a little fun. And that was, uh, our version of adventures in mango land by having uh, a few of our kids uh, talk about what it was like to have exchange students in our house. So uh, let's, let's start with a few of them and uh, see what they have to say. Here's our 16-year-old, Jack, uh, who was probably, what, six at the time? Six and eight around then when, these, when the girls lived with us? And then he was 14 when Mary Ellen came back. Jack, was it a positive experience having uh, exchange students in our house? Um yeah it was a positive experience yeah did you uh did you enjoy getting to learn more about french culture yeah there was it was interesting because um instead of just like reading it in a book, you get to actually experience it and find that they were kind of close to your age, so it wasn't like you were meeting a French adult you were meeting kind of a French student you know even though you were pretty young when she first came yeah there was a bit of an age gap, but it was It was cool that um, both of them kind of entered into my life and everyone else's lives. Next up is our daughter, Abigail, who you've heard before on a previous episode of Homeschooling IRL. Abby was real little when we had our exchange students, but overall, Abs, was it fun to have exchange students in our house?
3: Yeah, it was. It was really cool.
1: So Um, 10 years passed, and then Marion came back. So she came back just last year when you were a teenager. Was that fun to have her back?
3: Yeah, it was kind
1: of like meeting her for the first time, though, because I don't really remember her the, first, the second, oh, my gosh, the first time. She came, yeah. So um, fun to meet someone from a different culture. Yeah, it's different but cool. And You get to learn someone, uh, learn about someone from France in this situation. But we've also had Brian living with us while you've been around, and Brian was from South Africa. Yeah. And that was fun to meet him.
0: He know. was really awesome. I really liked him.
1: Is it weird to have uh, strangers living in the house? It is for like the first week. It's hard to get used to, but afterwards it's kind of just, oh yeah, she's here. And do you like introducing uh, your our guests to your friends and yeah. showing them about our culture and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, that's really fun. Did you get to learn any French when she was here last time?
2: Probably, um yes I did. I learned, I learned to count to ten, but I don't remember that
1: at all. All right. So that's uh, homeschooling with exchange students. Uh, we want to thank uh, Marion Bati for uh, letting us interview her. We want to thank her for just letting us into her lives for the last decade. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd encourage you to go to our show notes.
2: We've also linked to the Sister Cities programs. So you can check and see if you've, you have a Sister City uh, connection in your hometown and maybe an exchange program through them as well.
1: Yeah, and if you have any more questions on exchange students, or things that maybe we didn't cover that you'd like us to cover let us know we'll blog about it
2: we are so glad that you joined us for this episode of homeschooling in real life we have had a lot of fun reminiscing and talking about our exchange students and we hope that maybe it's just given you some things to think about and maybe some ways to, to be hospitable that you hadn't thought of before
1: If you want to connect with us, uh, don't forget, you can go straight to our website, homeschoolingirl.com. You can read our blog. You can subscribe to our website. uh, You can connect with us individually. Anything you want to do, we'd love to hear from you, and we'd really encourage you to connect with us. Uh, We'll be back in two weeks with our next episode, which is titled? Boys. Wow, we'll get to interview Hal and Melanie Young. Yes. So tune in in two weeks, and we'll be back on that topic.
2: The Homeschooling IRL podcast is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more information on this podcast, to contact your host, or to connect with Fletch and Kendra on social media, visit us on our website and blog at homeschoolingirl.com.